Hello and welcome to the Customer Insight Leader Podcast. Data, analytics, big data, data science, machine learning, customer insight, behavioral science, blockchain, data ops, data engineering, agile working, phew, too many terms, too many things to think about. Do you as a leader need somewhere to turn, to hear what other leaders are doing, to hear what really makes a difference in your business? Welcome. The Customer Insight Leader Podcast is here for you. Each episode, we'll be interviewing a different leader in the fields of customer insight, data, and analytics to hear what they really do, what really makes a difference. So settle down, get that cup of coffee, and enjoy the Customer Insight Leader Podcast. Hello. And welcome to the Customer Insight Leader Podcast, a place to hear from today's leaders in the fields of customer insight, data science, and analytics. I'm your host, Paul Lachlan, and with all that's been going on lately, as the world responds to the COVID-19 pandemic with so much rapid change, we're changing our focus on this podcast too. I'm hearing lots of leaders struggling to adjust to a new normal, the norm of working from home. So for this episode, I'm joined by a business owner who's many years experience of doing just that. To help you master working from home as a leader, I'm pleased to welcome William Bust, founder of williambuse.com. Welcome, William. Hello, Paul. Good to talk to you today. Great. Good to have you. Perhaps you could kick off our conversation by telling us a bit about your business background and how you ended up running your own business. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess I like a lot of people who run their own business. I had a career, first of all, I was in the insurance industry, uh, which I kind of fell into a little bit from university days as uh, something that, that uh, had a, an interest for me, but I, I was not sure exactly where it would go. Mm-hmm. Um, worked in the insurance industry for uh, was certainly 25 years or so and ended up uh, working at Lloyd's TSB in Newport in South Wales where I was uh, the chief underwriter and the head of business risk management uh, for Lloyd's TSB Insurance. Indeed um, you were. And, sorry? Indeed you were, William. Go yeah. on. Um, and um, uh, during the sort of far end of that career, um, I was involved in running many projects and ran across uh, a chap that Lloyd's TSB brought in to help them run their projects. And he and I got chatting and he invited me to come and join his consultancy business, which I did for three years. And at that point, um, he had a mild heart attack and took, uh, decided to take a quieter life. And, uh, and I set up my business then to carry on that work. Um, so it was a, it was a kind of gradual transition. A lot of people leave corporate life, go straight into running their own business. I had the luxury of having, two or three years in a small business and learning how small businesses run before I had to do it on my own. Um, so that was, that was really useful. Does sound a much more sensible transition than my own journey, William. So <laughs> thank you for that intro. I should explain for our listeners as well, if there's any excessive banter between us, it's because William and I have worked together in the past and, and actually still do sometimes as well. So, uh, so we know each other well. William, how long have you been working from home then, since that's the focus of this, this episode, as your primary office? How long has that been? 
Well, really, since since 2001, when I left Lloyd's GSB, so we're 19 years of that now. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you know, it's it's uh, it's changed in that time. Although I've been in the same house all that time, but we've um, <laughs> we'll maybe come on to talk about some of the things that you need to do to to have a um, you know have a good environment for working at home. But I've learned a lot of lessons from that. But 19 years of it. Wow, great. Now, and, and absolutely, William, and, and knowing that you have, that's why I think you'll be useful for our listeners to hear. 19 years is a long way to cast your memory back, but can you remember any initial teething problems you had when you first started out working from home? Any things that you remember were a challenge? <laughs> well, I think actually the very first one was that uh, when, I, when I started, um, teething was in fact the problem because my daughter was about that age. Um, <laughs> But but I think it's it's really about getting the environment right and understanding you know what you need around you in order to feel comfortable and focused at working uh, in this kind of in different environment without lots of other people around without people to go and consult hmm. but, but also you know suddenly you have to you have to be your own IT man you have to be uh, you have to be thinking about where do you put stuff and so on. Yeah. Um, and I, I and I think that took me rather longer to get to understand than I uh, than I'd previously realised. Yeah, I, I, I'd echo that. It's my experience, though, William. Yeah, no, thanks for raising that. Uh, it kind of puts me in mind, actually, particularly given the mention of teething. That was great. That's an unpracticed uh, pun there, listeners. Um, how does this location help with your kind of work-life balance? Then, how, do you think it's helped it, or do you think it's hindered it? I think in the long run it helped it. I think initially it completely blew it out of the water, you know, the, uh, and I, uh, in the sense that there was no boundary between the two. Yeah. Um, you, you have to be disciplined and create that boundary. Um, and, you know, I, I'm a believer really that, that, that it's, it's not so much about balance as about integration. Right. Um, you know, I don't see it as I'm working and then I'm, not and then I'm living you know I'm, yes, I'm, yes. I'm alive when I work and I'm alive when I'm not working mm. but there is something about integrating the two you know your social life your your family life your work life clients life you know and it, that needs some discipline mm. and I think it needs good communication uh, of the rules you know we're, we, yeah. we're very clear on the rules in the office that it's mm. you know nine to five or ten till six or it's flexi mm. time or whatever mm. the rules are but we all mm. understand them Mm. when you're working from home and on your own you know it can be easy to think at, at eight o'clock at night oh i'll just go and do a couple of things because you can yes um and you know and then other people see that you've sent an email at eight o'clock and so they think it's okay to ring you uh, and, and you know work. that's yeah. not necessarily true so some discipline around how you communicate and how you signpost your rules for working from home i think is quite important yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I can recall myself as well how you you discover behaviours that don't help um, and yeah, needing to have conversations at home as well as thinking about how you're training your clients, etc. is yeah, is an important aspect. So just to make sure I've got the picture right, um, I think I know the answer to this. Do you have a separate home office in your, your home building equipped with everything that you need? Yeah, I do. I, it's one of the things about, it was about five years into running the business, I think, so about 2006, that we built an extension. Um, mm. And um, 
we're in a, a semi i live in a semi-detached house but it's it's three stories because it's built into a hill um and we built a two-story extension on the side so we've got a utility room for the house which took took you know freed up some space in the house which is great mm. and uh, and and above that on the the middle floor of the house we've got the home office which tidied me out of the way which which pleased the family a lot so it all kind of work <laughs> yes and just being able to shut the door so you're not disturbed does that make a big psychological difference do you think yeah i i think it does and i think it it also again it's just part of this is about you know setting those those internal rules for how you work and so mm. you know, there is a code around if the door's shut the door's shut right so yes. that means there's something going on that you need to concentrate on and if the door's open, then, you know, feel free to wander in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those visual cues, I, I agree, are useful. Aside, actually, I'm interested because I've seen a few people commenting on this. Are you with the party who goes with you dress for work, even though you're working at home? Or do you think that doesn't matter? Um, I think I once ran a webinar in which it was really important that I didn't stand up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I, had a shirt, I had a shirt and tie on, but not much else. Um, yeah, but in general, no, I think, um, just like the environment, I think, you know, the way that you choose to uh, turn up to work, hmm. uh, you know, and that's the way I view it. I'm turning up to work, so I would turn up to work yeah. how I would turn up to work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the process of doing that, getting dressed, putting the right clothes on, coming into the office, getting a cup of coffee, sitting down, at a desk turning on the computer it's all part of a ritual yes. that says right now i'm working yeah i agree with that the the importance of the ritual triggering a, a certain mental state yes no good stuff gets me in mind of actually uh, and uh, listeners or readers of customer insight leader blog will know that i've i've blogged on this topic recently and mentioned that i'm reading a book called atomic habits by james clear of which there will be a book review coming soon and um, that talks a lot about thinking about your behavior and the establishment of habits and, and how to go about that for, for good and bad. Mm. Have you needed to do that, do you think, in order to work from home? Have you needed to establish new habits, new routines? To yeah, work without, without question. Um, and I think, you know, some of those have been quite hard to learn and quite hard won as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also I think it's not just habits and recognition of you know and I've talked a bit about the, your rules for working you know it's, but it's recognition of those is not just by you as the person who's doing the work but by all the people around um, and again you know in an office it's it's obvious that those rules apply in a home it's much less obvious yeah so you know signposting all of that as you say the door closed to those things is really important and the rituals to um you know rituals make it sound like it's some curious and i don't i don't mean it in that context i just mean in the sense of you know things that set the psychology and the feeling and the and the presence of, of what you're doing into the right mindset so that you mm-hmm. you do do the best work you can in the environment um and if you do that if you get those those habits right um, and, and I too uh, am reading Atomic Habits as it happens. So, you know, one of the things I really enjoyed in that book was the, the, the thing about making um, the, the good habits that you want to reinforce to make them 
so easy to do and i think that's really important is to make it simple to do do the things you need to do so that is about where you put the documents that you work with the files if you if you're working yes. with files how your um, computer desktop is laid out all of those things yes you know, make it simple to find the stuff you need yeah good point good point do, do you happen to have a standard workday startup routine and shutdown routine and, and that kind of habitual behavior um I think I have a, I have a pretty standard um, startup routine on weekdays. So there's a few things that happen to, to make that happen. Mm. The first is that I have a, a bedside alarm, uh, but it only goes off Monday to Friday. Right. Yeah. So I have a, I have a consistent waking up time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I may not get up at that point. It depends what's on my diary for that day, and I'll and I'll know that. But the first thing that I do in the day, whether I've whether it's immediately after I've got up or sometimes in my bed, heaven for offend, um, is to just go through what's on my diary for that day, just to remind myself what is coming up. Mm. Um, it only takes a couple of minutes. It's not, you know, I'm not doing any great analysis and yeah. thinking of it. It's yeah. just a reminder. One of the things I learned was that with the kind of, and there is a slightly more casual style to working when you're working from home, um, mm that you need to put in some habits that put a bit more formality back into it. Otherwise you slip into really casual mm-hmm. and you forget things. You know? Completely. C- completely agree with that one. I, I've been saved a few times by uh, regularly checking my diary to make sure I'm in the right place at the right time. I don't know whether it's age or something else, but the, uh, the risk of forgetting things when you are in a home environment, I think is maybe a little bit worse. Well, I, I like to think of it a slightly different way because rather than is it age and that is that um, as I've got older I've got wise enough to outsource my memory. Ah nice. <laughs> nice. I like that. I like that. And with your even more increased years I'm sure that's even more important William. <laughs> yeah thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let, let's continue to focus on on quite how old you are. No um, on, on how many years you, you've been doing this. So with the benefit of, I think it was 19 years experience, yeah. you said, working from home. Let's, let's focus on the positive, because I think it's easy for leaders at the moment to feel like maybe they've been forced into working from home. You've done it for 19 years. What are some of the benefits of working from home? Why can this be a good thing? Um, I, think it, I think almost all of the things that are good are also dangerous. Um, and all, almost all of the things that are, that are less than optimal are also opportunities. So you kind of have to view it in that way. Okay. Um, the biggest single thing for me is the, is the ability to be agile. Um, so I can, if something is going on, I can, I can change uh, tack very quickly in a way that when I worked in an office was much harder to do. Right. Uh, because generally, if you're working from home, you are a master of your own time timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not always true when you're in a, the surroundings of a lot of other people. Now, of course, if you've got meetings and things booked and you're doing things on Zoom or telephone or you know, any of the other technologies, then you know, there is some shape to your day. Yeah. But, but in around that, you still have the ability to got agile. And I, I say that's, it's a massive benefit, provided that you focus on using that agility to get the work done efficiently rather than using that agility to have, oh, I can just go and watch another 10 minutes of the soap opera or something. You know? mm, mm. 
Um, so that to me, that's that's the biggest benefit is agility. But there's the other one, of course, uh, that's really important is that the commute is so much better. Yes, but I guess better for you and the planet in that way of thinking. Well, yeah, absolutely, and it's you know, and it's uh, and I, I certainly know of people who work from home who will you know take their dog for a walk around the block and they they consider it their commute to work and it's another part of that ritual we were talking about mm. earlier. It's their mm. way of saying, right, I've left the house now. I'm, take the dog for a walk around the block, get back to the house. Now I've got arrived at the office, you yeah, know, so it's that nice. different way to express it. But I think that, that, that whole, you know, it doesn't, you can finish work and you can be, uh, you know, can, can be eating dinner within five minutes of each other, um, which isn't yeah. something you can normally do. And I think that's great. Yeah. Agree. Likewise. And I think particularly when you've got that protection of psychologically shutting the door as well, you know, there, mm. there's, there's some mm. ritual to, ending work and saying even though it's only popping downstairs I've, I've now finished with the working day you, you touch on the I guess discipline there um, how not to use all that agility yeah yeah sucked into watching the, the soap operas how do you build the self-discipline or, or is it not that I, I didn't have I didn't have too much problem with that I think partly because I love what I do um, mm. and so you know, I, I prefer what I do to watching soap operas, you know, so that, that, that kind of makes it a bit easier. Um, mm. <laughs> but, but I think there are, um, there are definitely areas of running any business. And, and one of the other things we haven't really touched on is because if you, if you're working from home, there are going to be elements of your job, even if you're still working for an employer and, and, and only doing what you always did. Mm-hmm. Now you're working from home. There are some elements of that, that, you know, I touched on around uh, having to be the IT person and, and, you know, those kinds of things. So you do have to be quite disciplined about um, getting enough knowledge to make sure that your working yeah. environment can continue to support you. It doesn't mean you have to become an expert in IT because there'll always be people who can log on remotely and help you. But you need to know how to help, how to let them do that. You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a very good point, actually. I wonder... Have you also learned to protect some time for your own development, maybe more so than you did in a corporate office environment? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, I um, work with a, you know, quite a number of businesses now, mostly small businesses these days. And, and one of the things that we often talk about is uh, really thinking about what is, what should your diary look like across the space of a whole month or a whole quarter? Yeah. And, and have you got enough time in for those, you know, strategic development areas, you know, time to spend thinking about what do I need to learn? Time to read books that are going to help your, um, you know, help your development and your understanding of how things are working. Um, and is that, ma- is that time mapped into your calendar or are you just hoping that you'll find time? Because I tell you, if you're just hoping to find it, you won't. Yeah, no, no, completely, completely agree. And would speak up for how valuable it is as well. I, th- I don't know whether it's only a feature of like you running my own business from home, but I, th- I feel like it's probably applicable to just working from home that you get to see how valuable it is to protect time to learn because I think you get more opportunity to be putting those things into practice and seeing that it was worthwhile mm. more flexibly than you might have done in an office. Yeah, I agree entirely. You touched on technology, William. Now, I happen to know you're um, 
without suggesting you geek out all the time, quite keen on making use of the right apps and technology to, to get, get stuff done and get them done more, more efficiently. So I'm sure there are plenty of readers who'd be keen to pick your brains on this kind of topic. So tell me a bit about how you've invested in apps, technology, maybe even finding which ones are worth your time in order to be more productive at home. Yeah, I, I think it's a really important point. I, you know, I do, I, I enjoy understanding how the technology works, but I enjoy it from the point of view of how is it going to help me to get what I need to get done, done. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking at it because it's a bright, shiny tool with lots of features. I'm looking at it because what does it practically do? And I think that's a you know, really important distinction. I, I guess they fall into, into kind of three categories. There's things that make it easy to move about. And I don't mean within the house. I mean to move from working from home to working in an office to being with a client and yeah. having everything at your fingertips. So there's that ease of movement of, of stuff, electronic stuff, digital stuff. Um, and for that, you know, really good, uh, you know, really good cloud storage, uh, and and all of them have got much better over the years. You know, Dropbox was one of the early starters, and it was a bit clunky to begin with, and you know, it swallowed up hard disk space on every machine you put it on, and all of those things. And they've sorted all of that out now, so it's really you know, efficient. And OneDrive and others are, you know, broadly similar uh, or slightly different, but the, but they broadly do the same thing. Yeah. So that lets me have all my data wherever I need it. Um, in a secure way, um, the, the second group I think is about um, is, is all about that time management and focus and how do you how do you keep yourself focused? So yes. good good task management software. That I mean, really, to me in the, in that area, the measure of good software is that you should you should barely notice it. Mm -hmm. The less that it impacts on you having to understand how the software works, and the more it delivers to you the insight and the information that you need, the better. Yeah, agreed. Um, and, and I think they all of the softwares I've ever tried around those things have still got a way to go on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but they're still a lot better than they used to be as well. You know, so that's all work in progress. And then the third p big chunk is about communication and how you communicate with other people. Yeah. So yeah, a really good email client that, that can let you do things like uh, send your email later, for example. Mm -hmm. One of the things we talked about, you might want to go and work at eight o'clock, but the reply doesn't have to go till nine o'clock the next morning. No, no. You know, so those kind of features, I think, are quite important. Um, Zoom, Skype, Microsoft Teams, you know, all of those, uh, Slack, which is, cause isn't voice or video, but is, is really good messaging amongst teams. Yeah. You know, all those things are about communicating with other people and being able to build a community of people that you can, talk to by a variety of means um all great biggest downside of them is that people have their own favorites <laughs> so you may have to talk i may have to talk to you on on one tool and the next person on a different one and the next person on a different yeah. one and i it's a real frustration i see people getting you know why can't they all talk to me the way i want to be talked to and of course they're all saying the same thing <laughs> yes um, yeah, it is. So, it is. so my conclusion was that was get good at all of the uh, communication tools and mm. use the one that the other person is using to talk to that person. Yeah, it's a good tip. It's a good tip. It definitely makes a, a difference in terms of, of impression and something I'm maybe more slowly learning. Uh, I, I'm also in the camp that I'd love them to come to me, but you're, you're right. It's about uh, thinking for the other party what communication tool will, will serve them. 
it's maybe a better approach. Yeah, I mean, I've I've one friend who will only talk to me on Facebook Messenger, and and you know, it's kind of bizarre because it's a tool I don't use very often, um, and yet, you know, that if I want to talk to them, that's where I have to be. So mm. it's just the way it is. In, indeed. So, thank you, William. Useful overview. Um, I'm conscious you you touched on a few things there, things like time management and your productivity, and then maybe beyond the file storage tools that make it easy to go and be out and about. Maybe feels like a bit of a luxury at the moment, but but there will come a time, I'm sure. Um, any other apps or tools you'd pull out um, and highlight? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, in terms of, uh, I'm just having a quick look at the, the toolbar at the bottom of my screen, because that's always a good good thing, is what do I have it easily accessible? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I use, uh, for note-taking, I use a thing called Agenda, uh, which is, amongst others, it's not the only one. Uh, so some, you know, again, this is trying to use the right tool in the right place because to me it's better to use something that is, delivers the right outcome mm. than try to find a tool that does everything. Yes. Because I don't think there are any that do everything. So for me, Agenda is a tool that is really good for date-driven note-taking. So if it's about meetings or whatever that happen on a date, I know I can, when I look in the diary and see, oh, I met Paul on the 25th of February, there'll be a note in Agenda on that day at that time. That's the note related to that meeting. So it kind of ties it together nicely. But if I'm blogging or writing, you know, general stuff, or the date isn't important, um, then I can use, you know, all the standard uh, word processing things like Microsoft Word or Google Docs or whatever whatever I'm, is around at the time. Um, so that's kind of those. I use uh, these days uh, online for task management. I use Asana. Um, its free version is perfectly adequate for what I need to do. Um, the paid version is really aimed at bigger teams. And I think if, if you've got a team that you want to all use the same task manager, first of all, you have to find one that you all like and you won't. You'll find one that most people like and that's the one you'll go with. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I've, I've, I've had a number of clients who've used it with both small and large teams and it seems to, to work really well uh, in that environment. But it works well for me on its own just as a you know, kind of list of things that need to be done and, and some idea of when they're going to be done. Links in the diary well as well. Good tip. Um, and then, um, you know, communications-wise, uh, Zoom is my video conferencing tool of choice. Um, tend to use that for pretty much all of my conversations. And in recent days, uh, with the coronavirus outbreak, it's uh, it's been used an awful lot more. And and it seems that most people, are uh, most, not all, are aware of it. Um, and it seems to work reasonably well on most infrastructures that I've come across. Not everyone. There are some companies for whom the firewalls won't let it through. That might change. But, uh, you know, those are the kind of things you have to, to ponder about is to will they be able to call me or do we have to find something else? Yeah, indeed, indeed, and, and good call out. And I'd support completely your comments on Zoom, having um, for a variety of clients had to use a wide variety of video and audio conferencing tools. Um, Zoom, Zoom is my one of choice as well. And I think it's it's reliability because of its approach to the backend infrastructure and its ease of use in the interface for sharing and for seeing one another makes it 
a very effective tool. I like mm. it. I'm also hearing from leaders, and I wonder whether it's because the majority of us now are working from home as, as leaders and, and members of teams, that it's kind of a bit lonely and maybe they need to proactively think a bit more about checking in with people and, and talking and, and seeing people on video rather than just having phone or email conversations. Do you have any experience of that? Yeah, I, I, I do. And I think it's really, really important. And I think what's really interesting uh, with what I'm seeing happen quite quickly with uh, the COVID and, and the, the gradual lockdown of bits of the country, if not all of it, Mm. Um, is that people are recognizing that need for, for just casual conversation with others. Um, yeah. And in the past 48 hours, I've been invited to about six or seven coffee breaks, coffee mornings, natters, all on Zoom. Right. Um, you know, so I think, I think that's happening. From the point of view of, of leaders, particularly if they, if they are uh, managing other people um, and... Uh, you know, have, normally would do that in the office, but they're now having to do it more remotely. Um, I think there are, there's a number of things that happen. First of all, in an office, we tend to kind of absorb how things are progressing because we're hearing snippets of conversation. We're hearing, mm. seeing body language and, we, you know, we're having the occasional, you know, how, how are things, how's that project going at the coffee machine yeah. that don't happen if you're separated um, unless you go out of your way to make them happen. Yeah. Um, and I think it's I think it's useful to have, um, you know, and again, you can use Zoom or something like that for this, you know, maybe a, a, a 10 minute conversation in the morning with the team. Those who are available come to it. Those who aren't doesn't matter. The point is, if you if you're leading those people do it every day um, and they'll they'll come and go as as they can. Um, and I think that just gives you that opportunity to keep in touch with what the issues are and what the progress is and, and all of that and an opportunity for people to raise things with you. Um, and the other thing is get out of email. Oh, um, amen. amen. You know, it, it, if somebody sent you an email and say, you know, hey, boss, uh, here's my report, um, phone them up and say thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I find it funny, actually, that uh, it's often something that I hear from what I think of as both parties to that equation that quite often when I'm working with training teams and talking with leaders they'll absolutely identify that one of the things they need their analysts and teams to do is stop using email and get up get off bums and, and talk to people etc mm. sometimes when I'm working with teams I'm hearing how much they're getting emails from their leaders you know so I think it, it takes two to tango and I think it's a cultural change for all of us um, yeah, I think uh, it is a cultural change. I think one way to look at it is to say that that email is a perfect tool to use as a record of the conversation, mm. but it's the most imperfect tool to use in order to have the conversation in the first place. Mm. Um, you know, sure, pick up the phone, have the conversation, and then send an email that says, you know, great to talk to you today, Paul here's what we talked about, here's what we agreed, here's what we decided we needed to find out, whatever it is, you know, the, but that record is then, is perfect because it's the reminder for the other, for the parties of where you got to, but it's not, it's not the thing that should have the discussion in the first place. Completely agree, good point. Actually, it puts me in mind of another thing that I know we've mentioned before, which is the need to do meetings differently, that I think as more and more teams with their leaders are having 
daily or less frequent meetings, there maybe is a need to have a bit more formality now about reading things, sending things beforehand and having records afterwards so that you get the best out of that conversation. Would you agree? I, I Absolutely, I do. I, I mean, I think it's, uh, you've hit the nail on the head, frankly. Brilliant. I, I, finally, I have got, got a topic right and William's got no more to say. It's, uh, it's like <laughs> Christmas, listeners. <laughs> finally, thank you very much, William. Finally, um, one more question for you. I'm hearing from a lot of leaders, as I say, this challenge of it feels a bit like chaos or this sudden move to having to work out of an imperfect area of their house and now they're probably going to have the kids home as well. For these people who are struggling with the challenge and have it foisted upon them, if you could only give them one tip to make the best of working from home now, what would that tip be? Um, Yes, it's, it's, an, it's a really difficult situation, I think, because of the nature of why they're having to do it now. And, um, you know, everybody is in a different situation. Mm. The fam- all of the family are in a different situation too. So I think the biggest single thing I would do is to, is to sit down and have a really transparent conversation with everybody that's in the, the house that you're working in mm. about what they need, what you need, and how to work out the best way to achieve that for everybody. Um, And then keep revisiting it because this is a changing situation we're in now, but they're learning and so are the families, you know, so it, and it won't work smoothly to begin with. Mm. So don't expect it to, you know, that, that to me was the, you know, I was kind of beating myself up because I was finding, I remember, you know, finding things difficult and thinking, I'm doing this wrong and it's all my fault. Well, no, it's not. It's because it's new to me. Absolutely. Um, and, and so, you know, if, if suddenly you've got the kids at home, maybe that means you need to shift your work hours a bit mm. and that you need to give them some of the time that, that they need with your company to help them deal with what is probably quite a worrying time for them. Mm. Mm. Um, so, you know, and it, this comes back to the, if you have to work at eight o'clock at night when the kids are, you know, heading off to bed or in front of the television, so be it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, don't don't sweat it. You don't have to be working like you're in an office because you're not, but you do have to be getting the things that need to be done done. So just find a way to do it by talking to the people that you love and who are around you because they'll want to help. Great advice. Thank you, William. I love the focus back on the pragmatism and the humanity of the situation. These are people, probably, hopefully, who love each other together in a household and I think I I agree with you completely have honest conversations and learn together about a rhythm that works for you yeah exactly that's great thanks thanks for that and many thanks for your time today William it's been a pleasure to chat to you as I imagined it would be (laughs) always always enjoyable Paul and thank you for your time too I really appreciate it great thank you also listeners for listening I hope you found that helpful. I hope it was useful to change tack a bit and focus on what I hear people are struggling with now. Please continue to listen to Customer Insight Leader podcast. More great interviews coming up. Going to do at least one more on working from home. So if you find this topic useful, please let me know. Each week, there's also fresh content on our blog, customerinsightleader, or one word, .com. So you might want to check that out too. Before then, Thanks for your time, everyone. Have a good week. Keep safe and stay well.